0: Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How to Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. We believe small businesses are the backbone of our nation. When your business grows, it benefits not only you and your family, it benefits your whole community. Small businesses create a vibrant and connected economy. We employ local people, we donate to local charities, and we work together to build resilient and thriving regional communities. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Now before I introduce my guest, I wanted to ask you something. Are you a small business owner? or an an emerging marketer who is working for a small business and you want to learn how to use marketing more effectively and efficiently in 2021 well if you are i want to tell you about a program that i have designed just for you that's going to help you to do just that the how to do marketing academy is a six-month program where you work directly with me to learn the marketing framework that we use to drive results for all of our small business clients. The framework has been developed by me over years of working within marketing and years of working with small business to drive results. This is the framework that we have used for the award-winning campaigns that we've developed. It's the framework that we use for all of our clients and it's the framework that we use within our own business to drive our business success. So the How To Do Marketing Academy will teach you the formula that will stop you wondering if your marketing is actually working. It will show you how to stop with the ad hoc sporadic random marketing activity and it will actually show you instead how to make good decisions around where to invest your time and your money. The How To Do Marketing Academy will provide you with clarity about what it is you want to achieve with your marketing and who the right type of customer for your business is. It will help you to learn what to say with your marketing, how often you should be marketing, and it will provide you with the technical skills that are relevant for small business marketing. I'll also teach you how to measure all of this regularly to ensure that everything is going to plan. We're not going to include any of the bullshit that you don't need, just the stuff that we know works for small business. So if this sounds like the clarity and confidence that you'd like to have with your marketing this year, head to dragonflymarketing.com.au forward slash the Academy forward slash and apply for our March intake. Applico- applications close on March 5th, 2021. And now to introduce this episode's guest, we are so lucky to once again be talking to the very clever Katrina McCarter, who is a seasoned marketing strategist with more than 18 years experience. Some of you may remember that we spoke with Katrina a few episodes back about marketing to mums. That's an area that, that Katrina specializes in. However, Katrina is also an absolute master at creating marketing partnerships. She loves to work collaboratively to deliver win win outcomes and grow brands. And Katrina has used marketing partnerships to fund her own projects, position her business, get herself in front of her ideal clients, and generate leads for her business. For the past two years, she's been teaching business owners and entrepreneurs to identify and negotiate their own marketing partnerships through her marketing partnerships program, Partnership Mastery. This was formerly known as Outloud Marketing Partnerships. Now, here's a little fun fact. When we recorded this episode, I had actually registered to attend the February intake of um, Katrina's Partnership Mastery Program. But then with a stroke of luck and convenience, Katrina contacted me about sneaking in a program before Christmas. So I actually completed the Partnership Mastery Program in November 2020. Honestly, I learned so much about how to approach organizations that I share an audience with, however, don't compete with to create win-win situations. Honestly, the opportunities are endless. And as a small business marketing solution, honestly, it's one of the best. I know I have a marketing partnership plan for my business this year and I'm helping my clients to implement these as well. The next round of Partnership Mastery does kick off in February. So if this is something that interests you, check the show notes for details. Welcome back to the How To Do Marketing Show, Katrina. Thank you so much, Jane. I feel very privileged to be able to come back a second time. I feel so privileged to have you on for a second time. You are such um, an amazing source of information. Now, some of our listeners may not have been um, privy to the chat that we had back in November. Um, Can you tell us, uh, back in November 2020, I should say, so can you just tell us a little bit about your business and what it is that you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I actually see myself as a marketing and opportunity strategist. And I really work with entrepreneurs and business owners to highlight opportunities that they might have missed in their business. And I've actually got two businesses. My first business is Marketing to Mums, and that's a marketing and research consultancy where I'm working with brands and business owners to create strategies that are going to help engage and attract more mothers to their business. And that was the interview that we actually got to do in November 2020. And my second business is all about marketing partnerships. And uh, I have grown all my businesses on marketing partnerships and I'm frequently engaged by brands to help them identify and negotiate marketing partnerships. And that's something that's a real passion project of mine, but it's getting increasing interest. Certainly in the marketplace.
0: Absolutely. It's something um, that I feel is hugely underestimated by you know the power of that uh, is is hugely underestimated and i know having read um a few uh, your um, first book marketing to mums um and i must have just read other material of yours or or you must talk about it quite a bit because every time you talk about it i think yes that just makes so much sense like why is this not 101 when it comes to doing business let alone marketing and so, yes, last time that we did speak, we, we dove into the topic of how, as a small business, we can best market to mums. We're going to talk about the power of partnerships in business today, which I am so looking forward to because I'm also going to be doing your program. You actually put a program together about this and we can talk about that, little, uh, about that a little bit later on. But when it comes to the term of partnerships, and this is something I've really struggled to get my head around, it can sometimes mean different things to different people. What does partnerships actually mean to you? When you're talking about partnerships, when you're running a program that teaches people about partnerships, what are you referring to?
1: I think that is a great place to start, Jane. Look, I really look at a marketing partnership is when two or more parties work together for mutual gains. So for them to be really successful, a marketing partnership really needs to be formed by businesses who are not in direct competition with each other and they share the ideal audience. They're kind of the key components that that, uh, that define a successful marketing partnership. They've got all sorts of names. You might hear them referred to as JVs or collabs or collaboration marketing or partnership marketing. But essentially, it's where two or more businesses are coming together to uh, to get some mutually um, beneficial outcomes.
0: Yes. Okay. And that makes complete sense. And yes, I think that's where sometimes the confusion lies because you do hear the the term joint ventures. But I think the the collab word is is. Particularly on trend at the moment, and and you see so much of that happening in the marketplace. But at the end of the day, that's just a form of of partnership. Is 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 what you're saying? Okay, yep, that makes sense. So, what do you think that business owners should be considering with their with their? Oh, sorry, I'm just going to start that question again, Stace. So, why do you think that business owners should be considering marketing partnerships? What are some of the benefits? Look, I truly believe that marketing partnerships are the fastest, lowest cost
1: way to grow a business. And I've done it now for, this is my third business, um, always grown on marketing partnerships. Um, and it's particularly great for businesses that perhaps don't have a big marketing budget. So I would certainly be looking to utilize marketing partnerships and you might use it to position your business in the marketplace. You might actually use them to reduce your operating expenses. You might use it to increase your leads or grow your database or even create a whole new income stream. Or you might even use it to enhance your customer experience. There are so many different ways that you could use a marketing partnership to benefit you.
0: Yeah, right. I think it would be awesome if you have got some, if you could give us some examples of your most successful partnerships that just kind of demonstrate like how that Works.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, when I started my first business, I launched my first business. I was thirty-nine. It was two thousand and eleven, and I had an online shopping website for mums. Now, I grew that to a community of one hundred and fifty thousand mums across Australia, without ever spending more than three hundred dollars a month on advertising or marketing activities. And in fact, in the last eighteen months, I spent nothing at all. And that was because I exclusively grew that business through marketing partnerships. And each month I would run a joint competition with another large online community of mothers who had the same you know, profile of my ideal mum as as um, as I did, um, at, but they went in competition with me. And as part of the entry into that competition, they would need to sign up to both of our newsletters. Okay. And each month, I would I would replicate that same marketing partnership with a different community. So um, that really enabled me to grow my database very quickly. And the value of my business was in the size of my email list. So when I I sold that business in 2016, the value was strongly tied towards that, that the size of that email list. So yes. uh, Marketing Partnership served me very, very well. But since then, I've continued to use Marketing partnerships. So I used it to fund a first class editor for my first book that actually went on and became a number one bestseller. So it was a wise investment. I used it to actually distribute my book for the first year. Um, I've used them to dress me for engagements. So I've actually had a a Queensland-based designer dress me for my speaking engagements. I've used it to position my business internationally. I've used it to distribute my key marketing collateral to my ideal audience, to endorse my business and even to sponsor my podcast for the first 12 months.
0: So there are many different ways that you could use use them. Wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So you're one of Australia's best marketers. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that will agree with that. Tell me, it sounds like from that, do you kind of go into a problem or do you kind of go into a campaign with a partnership first kind of solution? Like, do you sit there planning out a campaign and go, okay, I'm going to start with partnership. Where's the opportunity for partnership here?
1: I absolutely do. So I see the world in terms of collaborations. I think that business is so much more fun and enjoyable by growing alongside other businesses. Yes. So I'm always looking for ways. The first thing that I want to know is who, who are you, who's your audience and what are you trying to achieve over the next 12 to 24 months? Yes. With that information alone, I can start to process who else would be really well suited to partner with that business could I partner with them who else could partner with them what could we do to help each other that is the way I see the world and that's really about how this partnership business came about because people would watch me do my partnerships and I'd get this little tap on the shoulder saying hey can you teach me how to do that like how do you see that and how do you know what to ask for
0: and so that's how um, I've started how I've launched my third business yeah and I love it and I think that's it like it, it seems so straightforward you know when you explain that and when you explain the concept it seems so straightforward but as I said before no one not a lot of people seem to be doing it and two I wonder if there's a little bit of a barrier and I think this is with me of just knowing where to start that conversation Absolutely, and that and that's it.
1: Precisely, a lot of people see the value in marketing partnerships, but a they don't know where to start. They don't know um, how to identify who's the most appropriate partner for yes. them, and they don't know how to how to actually pitch to them. How do I reach out? And um, I actually use an eleven step process that I've been using fit for years. And I teach people like how to actually work through that process. And once you've got a process or a framework, things become so much more, so much more manageable. And if you, you know, you follow through the steps and you've got a guide essentially.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It becomes much easier for the brain to kind of process. And we only just um, heard from Andrew Griffiths uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the benefits of framework and how they fit that kind of presentation and I know for me because I've done his um, speaking program He's introduced the framework system to me and it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer. Well, that's something else that we have in common, Jane, because I've also (laughs) done
1: Andrew Griffith's speaker program that actually launched my speaker business some years ago. um, And he is the master of frameworks um, and had introduced me a number of years ago to the importance of having a framework. So, yeah, I've found um, working with people, it's great to be able to take them through a step-by-step guide.
0: Yes, yes. And and when it actually comes to, because as, as you mentioned, um, some of the block or some of the blocks that a business might um, experience when they think about partnerships is who, you know, like how long is a piece of string, how many potential, you know, organisations are out there, where do I start? So when you're actually assessing a partnership opportunity, what is it you are looking for in order to create a successful partnership? Oh, that's a great question. Look, at
1: the moment through COVID, I bet that you know many of your listeners are having their their LinkedIn message boxes absolutely filled with terrible pitches. <laughs> um, so the first thing, and and my inbox, look, the um, has probably gone up fourfold with people pitching partnership op- partnership opportunities to me that clearly are very much they're just trying to sell me things Um, look so for the first thing that I'm looking for when someone approaches me is that they understand the concept of mutuality and that there have to be benefits for both parties involved that it's not just a one-sided thing so that's the first indicator that I'm looking for the second thing that I'm looking for is that not only are there mutual benefits but there's an equal exchange of value. Taking place. So, what they're offering to do for me is, uh, is equal to what they're asking me to do for them. There's yes. it, that's that there's a perceived equal exchange of value, and that that's really really important. And the third thing that I'm really looking for is their business ethics. There's no way I want to collaborate with someone who might have some skeletons in the closet, mm. um, or you know might not share the same ethics as I do. So before I would ever kind of enter into a serious partnership negotiation, I would definitely be doing quite a lot of back. Ground research on them, like following them, uh, you know, uh, signing up to their newsletter. I want to see how they treat their customers. Yes. I want to do some Google searches um, on, you know, to get some information about what people are saying about them. That's so important that your brand is attached to other very positive, well-aligned businesses um, because that's your
0: reputation. Hundred percent, yeah, and we've certainly seen a lot of partnerships or we've certainly seen a lot of alignments where, and, and, you know, I think sports kind of sponsorships are a great example of that where, where brands, you know, sponsor key sports people and those sports people let them down by doing something a bit, you know, How's your father um, on a Friday night after a few rum and cokes? So, yeah. yeah we've seen a lot of that, Jane. <laughs> we certainly have. So, in your opinion, where do you think a lot of businesses go wrong with partnerships?
1: Great question. I think straight up, they fail to show that equal exchange of value. That's mm. probably the biggest issue that I see. They just don't get the mutuality. The first thing, if you are ever approaching a prospective partner is share what's in it for them. Stop making it all about you. I call these the me, me, me pictures where it's just, you know, this is why I'm so fabulous and there's you know, it's like, why are you approaching me? You know, yeah. what's, what's in this for me? So I Definitely demonstrating some equal exchange of, of value is is, uh, is really where I think people go wrong. I think choosing the wrong partner, a lot of people um, do choose the wrong partner and I've mm-hmm. made this mistake myself. So early on when I had my first business, I was telling you earlier about how I ran those joint competitions. Well, for one of those, I chose the wrong online community. And what happened when that competition ended was that that partner started sending out daily emails um, and spamming all of those that had entered the competition. Now that yeah. reflected incredibly poorly on my business yeah. and my community definitely let me know. And it was a really hard lesson to learn and one that I, I really hold on to um, and share with many people um, interested in marketing partnerships because I don't want them to experience that. So mm. as I said earlier, it's really important to do that that to do that homework another thing that i'd love to point out as a key area of concern is particularly for solo business operators is that they undervalue their worth So in a partnership proposal, they will offer up pretty much everything. They'll do everything because they're so keen to have this marketing partnership happen. But what they're getting in return is really not that much and they don't need to be offering up so much and it's because they don't see their value. And so that's something that I spend a lot of time working with clients on is getting them really clear on everything that they've got to offer and how it's valued and perceived received by a potential partner. So they're probably a, a few of the key ones. There certainly are many more, but they're the ones that I'd love to point out.
0: Yeah. So do, do your due diligence um, and don't underestimate your value. And I think that that, that second one in terms of showing up with everything and it might all be fine at the time and the other per- person in the partnership might be, you know, cheering on the other side. But I think it builds resentment ultimately, doesn't it? When, you know, so you, you show up and then you realise that you are, you know, over delivering. And then I think you risk either not showing up anymore because you, you're like, I'm, I'm burnt out kind of thing. I can't do this anymore. I'm not getting that return on investment. And then you're letting yourself down as well as as the other partner.
1: You are um, absolutely spot on, Jane. That is exactly what happens, and yeah. you become quite disillusioned with marketing partnerships and think yes. that they don't work. That
0: they don't work, yeah. But yeah. really,
1: yeah. they have the potential. I really think that every business owner is one good marketing partnership away from the success that they want to see. It's yeah. about making sure that they understand their
0: value and that they're they're pitching well and and correctly. Yes. Yes, I love it. Fantastic. Okay. So I know you work with a lot of authors and podcasters and speakers. How might they successfully use Marketing Partnerships?
1: Oh, yeah, there's so many opportunities. Look, I just see opportunities all over the place. I do work with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, but I do find that a lot are either have a book or a podcast or are considering uh, launching a book or a podcast or they want to get started with their speaking. And there are lots of marketing opportunities for people in this position. So, for instance, an existing author or a would be author could use a marketing partnership at every stage of their book writing. Journey, mm-hmm. they could secure or add, um, a sponsor to fund their book. So my first book was actually sponsored by Zero, the accounting software people. Wow! Um, or you know, you could have a case study in your book which features a potential partner, or you could even have a bookmark. You know that goes out with every single book, and I did this very successfully with a courier provider who distributed my book. Um, so they're kind of things that an author could do Um, or you could even have um, a marketing partnership around a bulk purchase of your books Um, you could launch your book through a marketing partnership so I launched my last book in New York through a marketing partnership and I launched my first book um, in front of 250 of my ideal audiences as as well so so many opportunities there if Mm. I think about an existing or even a an aspiring podcaster they could actually use a marketing partnership to attract a paid sponsor of their show in exchange for advertising within the show notes or some audio ads within each episode. And I did this for the first year of my marketing to mums podcast. Um, so, there, you know, podcasts are actually a really great asset yeah. and a Uh, that a, a business could really leverage to attract marketing partners, because it is such an intimate for uncluttered way to speak to your ideal audience. So I really think that that's a massive, massive opportunity for brands to connect with their audience, but provides a great marketing partnership opportunity for those that do have a podcast or are considering launching a podcast Hundred yeah. percent. and I guess speakers could use a marketing partnership to get in front of their ideal audience so to attract new clients to their business so you know you might even want to tie that up if you're an author with some book signings um, or book purchase deals that line up with your speaking as well so
0: lots of different opportunities yeah, yeah, that's great. There's, oh, <laughs> I almost want to launch my book again. Write my book again now that I know that. You know that these things didn't even cross my mind, Katrina. It's amazing. Like you've got so much um, creativity and breadth of how you're using those partnerships. It's amazing.
1: I think, Jane, it comes down to I was a startup at the time with my first book, so I ha- I was in the process of selling my first business. I had started up marketing to mums. I was pretty much. A newbie on the scene and I didn't have a big budget and I had to be creative. So I knew that marketing partnerships had grown my first business and I was looking for ways that I could bring my assets to market quickly because I needed to. Yeah. But how could I use a marketing partnership to do that?
0: Yes. Yeah. And that is such a pertinent point for small businesses because, you know, if there's someone that's operating with a small budget, it's small businesses. So having that Partnership first approach, where you're looking for those um, opportunities to kind of be savvy and nimble um, with your marketing spend, it just makes complete sense. So, what about measurement when it comes to measuring the success of a partnership? How would you recommend that people monitor these partnerships? Are there specific metrics that you look for? What? How do you measure the success of this? I loved when
1: I, I love this question because it is such a marketer's question so <laughs> i would expect no less um than hearing this this question from you jane um i think this comes back to the agreement it's because what i think people need to do when they enter into a marketing partnership is that they need to ensure their marketing partnership delivers against a business objective So that might be, you know, to achieve a certain number of leads over the course of the year, or it might be to position themselves as the industry expert. Um, So they need to think about what is it that they've agreed with their partner um i'm very specific in partnership agreements so rather than saying you know i'll give you three social media posts i'll actually say three facebook posts during peak time right. um, on the first 15th and 22nd of, of this particular month with mutually agreed copy yes. what that means is that i can then come back to uh, my partner if that po- that Facebook post didn't go out on the first and I've got some recourse. So it avoids that resentment that you talked about earlier. So I think in answering your question, um, the metrics are determined when you set um, your marketing partnership in that agreement. Yeah. You need to be very clear about what success looks like for each player now success might look differently for your partner than it does for you so you might be wanting to achieve new leads they might be looking to uh, position their business and that's how the partnership success would be viewed and i very much think it's so important to actually review your partnership with the partner at the end of that partnership or if it's a long term partnership actually be doing that on a quarterly basis to make sure both parties are still feeling very satisfied
0: that it's delivering against you know those metrics that you've set yeah yeah and that makes complete sense so there's an output output i should say like a an accountability part in terms of this is what you this is what you're going to deliver this is what we're going to deliver tick the box have we delivered and then there's also the okay, but the whole objective of the partnership was to generate leads or email addresses, or um, you know we want to get in front of a new audience, so we're measuring reach or whatever. Has that been achieved as well? And in some of those cases, you won't know what that partnership opportunity looks like in terms of you can you can definitely deliver on the output. But you might not know if that partnership does, will result in a thousand new email addresses or, you know, 50,000 new people seeing your brand. And that's where I think meeting regularly to go, okay, you know, this is the kind of reception we're getting. Is there something that we can be doing to, to kind of increase or, or optimise that, those, the, the output, I guess. I
1: guess there's something that I would say there, Jane, it's really about the homework that you do early on prior to Uh pitching that will tell you, like, I don't want to go into a marketing partnership with a let's see what happens kind of approach. I want to be pretty clear about, you know, how many they've actually got on their email list, what their open rates are like, because I, I want to be, if I'm going to invest time and resource into a marketing partnership, I want to make sure that it's a really worthy contender of my resource and time. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that I don't run with a whole lot of marketing partnerships at once because yeah. it, requires a lot of you know there's some management in doing so so i want to be quite strategic in my uh, in which ones that i i will pursue so definitely for me
0: it's not a let's see what happens um there's there are some you you, you go in with clear objective and say and this is what i expect and then i guess you do all the the questioning in that initial partnership setup of this is what i'm i'm expecting a thousand email addresses from that from this for example do you think this is realistic you know or or how many emails are you sending or how many people actually open your emails so we can determine you know some sort of conversion rate there
1: absolutely be Got specific it. in your in your negotiations yeah Got and you, and don't make it too complicated though it might be that each partner party is only doing three or you know only has three or four obligations specific obligations
0: but they're very specific and they're measurable Great. Yeah, that's an awesome tip. That's a really, really good tip. Thank you. What about any other advice or hot tips such as that to uh, to help people build strong and profitable partnerships?
1: Uh, look, I would definitely start with your business objectives. Um, if your marketing partnership that you're about to sign on to doesn't get you closer to achieving your business objective, it's a waste of your time. So, it really has to deliver against your business objectives. And um, quite often we can get really side caught up by a shiny object. I really challenge people to come back to, does this fulfill my business objective or not? Um, And if it's not gonna edge closer towards that, then, then you need to say no. So I'm very clear on boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the first thing. The other thing I would say, and it's a motto that I really live by, and that is be bold. You know, think left field. Um, I have uh, frequently been engaged uh, by by brands to actually identify their partners and for me um, they choose me because of that creative uh, ability to see some alignment where perhaps they haven't so I do encourage you to think really broadly and outside your industry um, for potential partners um, and the third one that I would say it's all about consistency marketing partnerships and collaborations are a way of doing business they're not something that you go crazy at for 30 days and go, great, I've got a couple of partnerships in place. That's it for the next six months. Mm. Um, This is, I see where the winners, where my clients win, it's when they dedicate an hour or two every single week, week in, week out. It's that consistency that really wins. So they're yes. probably my, my top tips.
0: Yeah. They're certainly not set and forget by the sounds of things. Like you don't just go in, negotiate the deal and hope for the best. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And that's for anything with marketing, really. Um, but that's, that's really good advice. Yeah. Um, now, something I'm super excited about in February 2021 is starting your partnership programs. You've had so much success with these marketing partnerships and my goodness, after just listening to you speak for, for the last half an hour about how you approach this, I can't wait to come and find out more about how to incorporate this into to not only my business but my client's business. Can you tell us a little bit about how your partnership program works and who it's who it's perfect for.
1: Yeah, look, Jane, I am so excited about having you in the program. I was delighted um, that that you picked up the phone and said, I'm in. Um, <laughs> look, my marketing partnership program is really designed for small business owners um, who are real go-getters. So they're implementers. They see the value of professional learning um, and they are looking for a guide and support. And that's definitely, you know, what, what I see my role as. Um, the six, the program that I run runs over six weeks, and my aim is to give you the how-to of marketing partnerships. I'm going to give you an eleven-step framework and teach that to you. Um, as to how to successfully identify and negotiate your own marketing partnerships. So people walk out with a great deal of confidence that they know that they have no problems in terms of approaching, you know, whether that be a big brand or a small brand, they they know what they need to do. And yeah, and the program is delivered. So there's one masterclass every single week. Yep. um over the 6 weeks and then there's also two one-on-ones with me and that's at week 3 and week 6 and that's where we have a look at really tailoring this into uh your business.
0: Great. Fantastic. I can't wait. I must say it's um it's something I'm really looking forward to learning more about because I think and even just speaking to you um in in this chat, you know, there's obviously it, again, it sounds like it should be so, so straightforward, but I love uh, your creative um, thinking as to how you can apply this.
1: Yeah, look, I would say one thing that I would say, Jane, is that this is a different way of thinking. Don't yeah. expect that you, uh, you know, you're going to listen to the pod- podcast episode here today and go and just oh, know what to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a change, and that kind of happens when I'm working with clients. Suddenly, like you know, after about the third or fourth masterclass, they go. Oh I, I get it and then and then what happens is there are so many opportunities that they start yes. to see because opportunity is everywhere, then they need help at prioritising it 's about okay, what are the most important opportunities to to look for?
0: yes yes that's right that's true okay fantastic so if anybody else listening to the show would like to get in touch with you or even find out more about this fabulous program where can they reach you oh look the best place to find me is actually probably
1: well there's a couple of places email so i'm katrina at katrina so that would be my email. Otherwise, um, LinkedIn, I'm there three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all the time. Um, and I'm talking about partnerships and I'm also talking about the power of mums there. Um, so yeah, they'd probably be the two best places to, uh, to, to reach out to me and I can send out information about the program.
0: Fantastic. I love that you've got specified days that you're on LinkedIn. That's probably such a sensible way to do it. Oh, look, <laughs> Avoid I just, getting stuck down the rabbit hole.
1: Absolutely. I'm really big on productivity. Um, so yeah, I have, I'm have i very, very quite disciplined in that
0: approach. Oh, good on you. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you Monday, Wednesday and Friday on LinkedIn. Can't wait to crack into this partnerships program. And thank you so much for being so generous with your time, not only skilling us up um, in the marketing to mums uh, department, but also telling us all about partnerships. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Jane. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. Hey, if you are really enjoying these episodes and feel like they are helping you become a better marketer, head into your podcast app and hit subscribe. That way you will not miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing in. And if you know another small business owner who you think might also find this episode helpful please grab a screenshot of the episode and send it over to them. And remember, if you are looking to create high-impact marketing on a small budget this year and you would love to work directly with me to learn exactly how I achieve this, head over to dragonflymarketing.com.au forward slash v-academy forward slash and apply to be part of our How To Do Marketing Academy We would love to hear from you. And until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.